Hi, I'm Ashley Appa. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week, we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap the iconic series. Where everyone is hot and no one calls an adult. Let's, Let's go, go, bitches! bitches. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Call and Adults, a oh. Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Ooh, okay, okay. I, I know, it was so professional. So official. Haley, how, how the bloody hell are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm looking at you. You're very reclined and I just, I love to see it. Um, I'm good just because... I have a new job. <laughs> yes. I so don't need to talk about it. much on the podcast, but it's just, it's really lifted my mood. So. Slay. I'm very excited very good. for you. Thanks. Sorry, everyone listening. If there was a bit of echoing there, I didn't have headphones in like a silly duffer. Oh, how are but you, Ash? I am well. I've got my little pepperoni marshal here. You may be able to, Hayley can see him. He's currently um, making he a little. He is so cute. He's doing that thing that cats do, but a dog version where they're like... Kneading? Yeah, yeah, making biscuits? He's making biscuits. He's very much a cat-like dog. I love that. Oh, hello, Marshall. My sweet boy. Oh, he's very sweet. He is. He's a good, he's a good guy. 13 going on two. Pudding is 13 as well. Oh, what a good age. Old legends. Absolutely old legends. Pudding tried to escape. Pudding escape. <gasps> Pudding escape. Like when Mona from Radley. Pudding escape. Um, the other, like a few days ago on like last Sunday. Where was she trying to go? She just jumped the back fence, and then oh. we had to run around bloody all of East Melbourne with cat. Not really, just around our block with um, like cat food. We, me and Dale had to like separate and like with our little pudding food bowls like shaking kibble <laughs> and then we found her at our back door neighbor's house and then she jumped back over the fence where there's it's i don't know she's Cats are crazy well we thought she couldn't jump the fence because she's lost a bit of weight she's like really sprightly and she can Ooh. do everything anyway so that's a pudding update for everyone who what? cares which is me i care well marshall fell off the bed last <laughs> night <laughs> Marshall. Well, so Dougie stayed over. Shout out, boyfriend. We of the love pod. Dougie. Um, so we were we were all cuddled up, and 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 Marshall was in between like the bottom of our legs. So we're not mm. sure what was happening because we were all in deep sleep. Mm. I think what happened was either one of us rolled over in our sleep and accidentally, <laughs> accidentally because unfortunately he is a fluffy white cloud, and I had my doona without the doona cover on, so. Couldn't even see him. I think one of us accidentally may have kicked him off (laughs) in our sleep. And then he was asleep and midair woke up and went, or what I think is more likely was he was like half dangling off the bed and got so comfy and then fell asleep and like was so relaxed that he just flopped off the bed. Pudding does that. Pudding will just like roll over off couches and beds and then be like, that's yep. the sound she makes. And then I, w- she I woke on. up to him being like, ah! like it was, <laughs> it was so scary. I was like, my baby. Oh. But he was okay. He was just like, what the heck? 
What the hell? He's a crazy guy. And you know who else is a crazy guy? Every single person involved in PLL. That was a that was a pretty bad segue, but you know what? We I had thought to you do were it. gonna say like A or Toberki or something. <laughs> Toberki is crazy in this episode. Toberki is so crazy in this episode. Okay, let's crack into it. Oh, so excited. Wow, wow, wow. So everyone, as you know, the last full episode that we covered was the titular Halloween train. Oh, and if you important. haven't listened to that episode, um, it is on YouTube. So please <gasps> go watch it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Um, which our first is- filmed episode. And while we don't quite have the infrastructure to do that every week yet, hopefully we'll get there at some point. We'll get there at some mm-hmm. point and we'll hopefully do a one or two episodes a season because it was just so fun it and it, I'm so stoked with how it turned out and thank you to Dale again for editing thank that you. fiance of the pod um, Dale King fiance of the pod if you did watch it please send us a message on Instagram and let us know what you what you thought you know yeah let just let us know we'd love to hear um so that was the last episode episode 13 of season three but so go ca- catch up if you haven't and now mm-hmm. welcome back welcome back to season three episode 14 she's better now which is absolutely false it's about mona this episode was directed by wendy stansler and written by king oliver goldstick oh love oliver goldstick love him um, and it was released on January 8th, 2013. Oh, my God. Not far from your birthday, Ash. Not far from my birthday. It's also my nephew's Ooh. birthday and my old housemate Freya's birthday. So happy birthday oh my to God. them. And Holy you know shit. what? Not just them. <gasps> happy birthday to January 8th icons Elvis Presley. Nice. David Bowie. Ooh. Noah Cyrus. Whoa, okay. Stephen Hawking. There's so many. Oh, my God. Um, And then most importantly, Gia. I can never say the last name right. Or Judice? Judice? Judice. Judice. (laughs) Gia Judice, who, of course. (laughs) I'm so glad. When you said Gia, I'm like, the only person I can think of is like Teresa Judice. And that's exactly who Um, I was talking about. That's like, and I don't mean to exclude Noah Cyrus from this, who was a musician um, doing the damn thing. But Absolutely. like, aside from Noah, like, that's like a, and Gia, that's a crazy influential list. Yeah. Bowie, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Who was it? Elvis? Elvis, you know. Freya like, and your nephew. And my, and my nephew, of course. And your nephew. It's wow. pretty crazy. And to what? any of our listeners, if you were born on, was it Jan 8? It was Jan 8. Jan 8. That was your B-Day. Happy you are part of an influential birthday. crew. There's Happy two B-day. more, actually, that I would like <gasps> to mention. Cynthia Erivo, icon. And oh, my God. Kim, and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's There's birthdays of the wazoo. January 8th is delivering. I mean, Kim Jong-un, ca- technically you know. very influential just for reasons that oh, are not good, but absolutely. incredibly influential um, yes. by force, unfortunately. The Capricorn wow. power is, uh, is crazy. And is Gia crazy. Giudice being in that? Wow. <laughs> Woke up this one. Thinking about so many things. things. <laughs> I just wanted to get better. <laughs> 
She just incredible. started a movement. I would say she's the most influential out of everyone. I agree. Haley, this episode came out on January 8th, 2013, as we just mentioned. What mm-hmm. song do you think was number one on this day? Now, just know, we have now moved out of 2012 into 2013. Oh, fuck. So what does it, what do we think? My strategy, oh, I did not think of that because my strategy was going to be like, absolutely, I'm going to say Maroon 5, the song that was, Last you know, number song. one for the Halloween train episode. Fuck mm. me. So... Okay, so this is technically, it's American, it's like Northern Hemisphere winter, but for us, it's Australian summer 2013. <gasps> it's not going to be this, but um, more just like a song that I was listening to then. Wait, it's M83, like Midnight City. Midnight City by M83. I know it's not going to be number one, but shout out to Midnight City by M83. Mm. I just remember like listening to it on the train when I was going to like VCA acting class in early Jan. Oh, fuck Shut me. Up. That was from 2011. Oh, get wrecked. I guess I was just late to it. Brag. Actually, and I just realized I did that Haley's in 2012. sense of music time is, is all um, <laughs> Wait, can I have a hint? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because I'm going to tell idiot. you... What the number one song was. Okay, yes. You, the hint is... Um, Jason Mraz? Artist oh, no, Pharrell Williams, Happy. Loves no, hats. that's too late. That's too early. That was 2014. Hats. No, <laughs> that's too late. No. I realise as <laughs> I was I said Jason clue, Mraz like, first. She's absolutely going to say... I'm yours. No, no... <laughs> Both are correct. Oh yeah, and I wasn't. I wasn't going to get that. Lockdown. And I didn't realize he was Bruno a hat watch Mars. guy, but he is a hat watch guy. He does wear hats. No, I wouldn't have got it either. Oh. Don't even know what. He is a hat watch guy. He is. Yeah. You know, I what got else could I describe? Him I didn't know that was a number Short. one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No. Right, like oh, I got that song. No, wait, you make me feel Is like I got saying? locked out of heaven. I never knew those were the words that he sang in that song. Make me feel like I thought he was saying because you make me feel like I've been. I I genuinely yeah. just didn't have any words. That's I just cra- I can't believe I guessed that part. Like, I didn't think they were real words. Anyway, that's crazy that that was number one. Wow. Good for, yeah, good for, I mean, Bruno Mars, he has the hits. He has the hits. Great job, Bruno. He has the hits. And as we all know, his first album was in my mum's car (laughs) for at least seven years. All right, Carmel work. On a loop, and she never was able to absorb a single lyric of any of his songs. It is it is the Carmel app app curse. She doesn't know any words to any songs. She cannot remember a single movie she's seen. That's because she's busy raising a beautiful family and Thank teaching. You. She's busy doing reports twenty four seven and being a penguin. And being a if penguin. If I may say that, or if that's a family thing, you may say that. I may, you say, may say that. It. My mum, my mum, with all love and respect, kind of looks like Danny DeVito's <laughs> the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not like it's not something I'm saying behind her back. I'm not making fun of her. She knows. She she knows. She agrees. So that's all I'll say about that. What does 
Australian <laughs> streaming service Stan have to say about I was trying to think of a segue for Penguin and I was like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> Australian streaming service Stan says, to the girl's dismay, Mona is headed back to Rosewood High. That's a good that one. That is true. That's a good one. Good for them. Good for them. Good for us all. And now the 12-year-olds. Oh. Let's read what Hope the girlies well. have to say. Let's see. Okay. Mona is out of Radley and back at Rosewood High. The liars do not trust Mona. Someone plants a cow brain in Mona's locker kept up with a knife. Mona is appalled and whispers something to Lucas. The liars worry that people will think they were involved, including Mona, who instantly assures them she believes them and wants to earn back their trust. When Lucas goes to Hannah's house later to return the rest of the money he owed Caleb, he tells Hannah that Mona had been sneaking out of Radley for a long time. Emily recognises the new janitor as the front desk clerk from the Lost Woods Resort. The liars investigate his office during the fundraiser and find Allison's diary. <laughs> Proof of Allison's blackmail against Byron is found in the diary. Aria rips out that page and keeps it. Mona regains trust from the school when she posts an apology video on the school's website with help from Jason De Laurentiis. Meredith, now the liar's new history teacher, is injured in a fire at the fundraiser and there is an A ending where A is seen fiddling with someone's bike wheel to which the owner falls off afterwards. Okay. That was good. It was, yeah. Oh, was yeah, it? oh it was, you it did a good job. Good. Look, I do zone out a little bit. I had a drink of water. <laughs> Um, you got to drink. you got to stay hydrated. I look at myself in the Zoom. I look at my notes. But I don't know. I was listening the and I was like, that does sum it up. was said. The important stuff was said and yeah. we're proud of the girlies for that. It was succinct. Thank you. Thank you to the girls. Thank you to the people who wrote the, the episode. Because if not for them, we would have nothing to even do this podcast about. Thank you for reading it out. You're so welcome. It You're doesn't so seem like an easy and- task. <laughs> God bless them. I do my best. In in these circumstances, you know, one can only do their best. Um, okay, this episode opens on someone in a black hood skating. Yes. I've written Around Rosewood at night. At night. Skateboarding at night. Nighttime. Seems dangerous. I kind of like it because then, like, the the I just said black hoodie. The black hoodie is, like, skating around and it kind of takes us to, like, the Marin house where Hannah is sleeping and Mona Ooh. wakes her up. Mona is back. Mona break in. Mona, Mona doesn't break just in. Mona break in. She's just at Hannah's bedside like, I'm back. Mona pleading her case here is wild. Like, I feel like to I'm a bit of... plead the case that you're not insane while you've broken into someone's house and woken them up in the middle of the night. I feel like that's not the best way to do it, Dal. And no, absolutely not. And to say like, I'm on you meds, everything has changed. It's completely different. I'm like... Bro, you have to listen to yourself. Your your sound, it's not convincing. It's not convincing that you are well. But I'm so glad she's out of Radley. And I'm so glad that Toberki in black car chasing Skater. This is crazy. So then we go back oh to Skater and like a car's trying to run him off the road and it's Toberki. Toberki in car. I don't like this mad. era of Toberki. I... I kind of like it. I'm having it's fun. I kind of like it. It's funny. I kind of like it because I know that it's you know it's temporary. No spoilers, but it's it's not. This too shall pass. This too. Sh- I think that is such a <laughs> that's a good attitude for a lot of stuff in PLL is that this too shall pass. 
If someone Thank has a you. villain edit, this too shall pass. This too all this Byron pass, stuff. Or... I'm not enjoying all this Byron blackmail <laughs> content, but this too shall pass. I really don't like the light that they're shining on Byron. I don't but also like I it. love it because he's in every second scene. So I don't like the dynamic between know. him and Ali. We'll get there, but <laughs> Oh god. Um It's crazy, but also Oh actually, yeah, no, that's it. Um Next, finally, the fields are putting alarms oh. on the windows in their house. Emily's- I was like, finally some sense. Why didn't they put alarms in all of the goddamn houses the second that Allison was abducted? And you know that Wayne Fields is the best dad. He's hot. He comes back from army and he looks hot as hell and he bugs the whole damn house. And I'm like, you are the best dad for bugging he the really house. Is. He's like, I want to keep you inside. He's like, Paige can come over. Like, it's all good. You just have to stay indoors because there is killers on the loose all the time. There's never not been killers on the loose for two years at this point. There is always killers. There's always killers. Everywhere. Aria was just in the building. Only killers in Rosewood. Yeah. (laughs) Wayne Fields is so hot. Wayne Fields is Wayne Fields is very hot and such a good dad. We appreciate him trying to keep the killers oot. That's because he's in and army, of, I guess. That's because he's he's it's giving army. I say in army, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's from Arrested Development. <laughs> of like, Buster's always like, I got them from I got these awards from army, and I love just dropping like <laughs> the the. It's great. Drop the the. Drop, it's cooler. Drop the the. It's cleaner, simpler. Drop the the. At the brew, N- um, is there anything else on the daddy field scene? I don't. No, but my next my next note says Arya won't speak to King Byron about what Garrett said he saw. So the girls are like, Arya, talk to your dad, confront him about what Garrett told you or told Spencer. And she's like, no, I won't do it. Arya, look. No, my first note I want to say is for this scene is Arya holds a giant coffee cup with nothing in it as usual. <sighs> Lucy Hale, again, she's such a good actor, but my God... With her more than anyone else, I feel the lightness of those coffee cups. Yes, me too. I, I Why don't they just put some water in chuck it? Chuck some water like, in it, please. And I just love it. They always just make it look so tiny. I think I always like wanted to be like Aria at uni, like have a really big coffee dainty. cup and be a tiny woman holding a big coffee cup. But unfortunately, we, we live in a world where there's no point in having a coffee cup unless it has something in exactly. it. Exactly. You know? Um, but yeah, Spence, she and now <laughs> then so Spencer and Arya are now biffing from all like Arya's kind of biffing with Spencer because yeah. Spencer's like talk to your dad and she's like no. Arya's got a lot going on. She is like being also blackmailed by not blackmailed but like pushed by A about Malcolm, like the little baby. Uh, Ezra's oh, baby yeah. boy like I forgot about that and then like mm. that's go- going on this episode so look credit to Arya there's a little bit going on yeah she's struggling to keep up with everything she's she's an emotional being it's fair that's my olive branch um, for the episode I think that's reasonable now look my next note in all caps says Hannah's sassy grandma is back and making huevos rancheros and pork sausage. It's diet house. <laughs> no more. No more. We've got eggs. Oh, she's brought food to the home. We've got saucy. She's she's bringing food to the home and joy to our and lives. Guess what? I love her in this app. Hannah eats none of it. <laughs> 
Hannah eats like Hannah goes. Yeah. She leaves. It. I don't know. She's always going and leaving. She's always she? going and leaving. <laughs> and Regina Marin is staying. And slaying. Uh, when she says, actually, her monologue about Heshi, who is the cousin. <laughs> it's, okay, so context for the scene. I guess we just spoke about food because that's all that matters in Diet House, the of second course. Diet House. But um, they're talking about like Mona. They're talking about should Hannah let Mona back in or give her a chance? And I think um, Regina Marant grandma's like, yes, you should. And then tells a deranged story about cousin or like <laughs> nephew Heshi who tried to what make his name? parents eat a bowl of screws in milk or water and then classic and then clutched them <laughs> in his hands until it, his hands bled and then he was fine <laughs> or like he went somewhere and was fine <laughs> where's that spin-off why did we have Ravenswood when we could have had a cousin Heshi where's Heshi <laughs> anyway I love give her. us Heshi um, if, you know what? And maybe Heshi could be A in um, the second season of... Original um, Sin? Original oh Sin. Oh, my God. I would love that. Cousin Heshi. Well, you know, in Original <laughs> Sin now, Ashley Marin's running Radley, right? Oh, oh, my God. No. Wait, is she? No, she's not there. No, she is. I think she is running Radley. But we just she's don't see She's referred to it, maybe? Bring her back and maybe she's, she's letting her cousin stay in the room. Yeah, and Heshi is A3.0. Uh, Justice for Heshi. Grandma says a very nice line to Hannah. She says, if I were her, Mona, if I were her, I'd fight to the death to have you as my friend. Oh, I agree, Grandma. It's a very PLL thing of like, I would fight to the death. Death. To have you as my friend. I'd fight to the death. To all of them. Death. To all of them. To all of them. When you were talking about like the killer on the loose, have you seen like the compilations of Wendy Williams just referring to the killer? (laughs) No. Okay. It's just like a compilation of every time she's been like, well, then the killer can't get in. Like she just calls like murderers the killer. <laughs> oh God, justice for Wendy justice also. Justice for Wendy, she's okay. Oh, but also, but also ugh, I think justice has been served. <laughs> now, <laughs> enough about her because my next question is, how in the fuck would Meredith possibly now be Arya's teacher? Like, why would that they, they allow that to happen? Surely Arya would, like, be like, hey, I don't want to have her as a teacher. Maybe they don't need to know the context. Be transferred out. Sh- somehow. It's fully a conflict of interest. And I we've said that before on the pod about so many things. Even, like, Ella teaching Arya. I'm like, this school is big enough that Ella shouldn't be teaching her daughter. Yes. I understand in, like, some schools that there's, like, yeah, really limited, like, teacher-student ratios. But I'm like, not fucking rosewood high if you have the funding to do a full-on masquerade ball yeah every week get another history teacher genuinely okay if mrs grizzuti's <laughs> gone you don't bring in meredith mrs grizzuti mrs grizzuti <laughs> and i love it i wrote it i don't never written I a note down faster that. than mrs grizzuti another spin-off mrs grizzuti hey let's see her Aye, uh, and then day. Meredith um, taking Arya's phone is really cooked. I like, because I kind of also no teachers on TV like can end their classes at the right time. It, on American TV, it's always a teacher being like, "Turn to page four and then the bell rings, and then everyone just leaves. Plan your lessons. They're not keeping their students on track during the 
the scheduled time of that period. No. Check in with them. Yeah. Don't leave them to their own devices and then bring up a new chapter as the bell tolls, as the bell dongs, if you were. For whom the bell dongs. For whom's the bell dongs, okay? Dong, 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 dong. Dong, dong, dong. Next, Moda opens her locker and there's a goddamn brain stabbed with a knife into her locker door and there's a note that reads, takes one mad cow to know another on it, which I think is very funny. It is funny. I know mad cow disease is a real thing and people were unwell, but for some reason I think mad cow disease is funny. How'd they get a cow brain? I guess from like (laughs) biology class, but I'm like... I a cow brain is I guess that's crazy and then when yeah. when Mona because she like she picks the knife yeah so it's like stabbed into the locker through a knife so she like gets the knife out and the cow brain is like on the knife and then she just walks through the corridor like uh, I hopefully you've all watched the episode but yeah she's like it looks like she's trying to stab people it's terrifying, it's terrifying. she's got a knife in her hand and everyone's just filming her and then she throws the brain in the bin and is just stuck holding the knife. And then she stares Jason down, which is interesting, and then goes over to Lucas and whispers something to him. And I was like, she's going to stab him? And then she doesn't. She walks away. She throws the knife in the bin, which is don't do that. Do not throw a knife in a bin. No. Give it to a teacher. Yep. Please. (laughs) Then Lucas limps away. (gasps) Dot, 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 dot. Limp. What's happening here? Interesting limp biscuit. Limp, break a piece of that one. Also, limp every biscuit. time Jason's in the school, I know we say it like every episode, whenever Jason's there, we're like, what's Jason doing here? I'm like, I don't he's know. the wrestling coach. Oh, okay. Is that it? I still don't understand why he needs to be there. Yeah, but he's there and he looks good. Look, he looks. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I don't understand, but I am grateful. I'm so grateful. Okay. Then the girls are, of course, in the bathroom. Revealing secrets oh. and Mona appears and she says that she helped find, quote, the creep who killed Emily's girlfriend, which I'm like, question mark, question mark. Mm. What did she do? I don't, I don't really remember. She also says she'll earn the girl's trust. Of course, the secrets spill out in the bathroom stalls. There's also, and just before Mona comes in, because Mona always comes into the bathroom stall at the right time. But right before mm. that, I think they're talking about like, oh, Spence. Uh, is like no one will think the brain the cow brain thing is us because we were being held hostage by Meredith um mm. and Emily says one good line for once and it's <laughs> so now we're depending on Meredith to be our alibi see you in jail slay and it was and, and that, it was great I loved it and that and that's on foreshadowing also yeah <laughs> and that's on foreshadowing it Sorry. is foreshadowing. Don't trust And Shay Mitchell slayed it. Slay Mitchell. She alert. slayed it. Next, Emily's parents are concerned about her and they're like constantly calling her and I've written about time. Finally. <laughs> return from war and, and like look after your I kid. Know. Look after your kid. Wor- worry about your kid. Where's Pam? Uh, who knows? Being hot. Do we know what her job is? What does Pam do? Does she have one? Mm. Her job is being hot. Next. I'm just going to Google it while I keep keep talking. <laughs> I just have to know. 
if if you can get an answer from googling Pam Fields job, I will be uh, I will be delighted. Um, Emily now at school sees the Lost Woods Resort reception guy at the school, and he's now the janitor, and he's talking to Mona. And Emily's like, "What in the heck in the world is going on in this kooky town?" It's hectic that Emily recognized him. I guess, yeah. I guess maybe not. I guess you'd remember. In my, I, like I really, Spencer I would- needed the flashback. That's for sure. Spencer was the one that had the intense, creepy conversation with him, right? Was it yes. Aria? Okay. I'm distracted because I'm on the PLL wiki looking up Pam Fields. And what have we got? Okay. So I guess at some point, I don't remember when she works for the Rosewood police as a chief. What? Which I- what? As a chief? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Does she get into the police? Wait. The, does she become a police officer after? Uh, wh- what is One second. I'm just <laughs> control F searching police so I can find. This is amazing. This is a hot scoop. Um. Oh, God. There's a lot of mentions of police, isn't there? Scoopy, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I'm just. Wouldn't be PLL wrong. without a thousand police officers in every corner of the town doing nothing to protect the children. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Which, you know what? That is Panfield's coded. It is. I'm so sorry this is taking so long. No, I can't find it. Anyway, (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Sorry if you're listening and banging your head against the wall. let us know if you understand the context of the wiki saying that Panfield's is a police officer. And if you know what or if she has any other job. Because I wouldn't be able to find it, but also it's just taking too long. And it's like we actually just don't care. But I care a little. I care a little bit, but not enough to hold I up. I care the podcast. to find out when and why she is a police officer. I'm mm. interested in that. Maybe she works in the in the offices or something. At some point, we'll find out in time. Okay, because we're gonna watch this whole goddamn show. <laughs> also, I would like to say before we keep going with our notes mm. that this episode was the last episode that I was watching. When I was doing a rewatch in lockdown. <gasps> really? Right. As as Haley and I decided, this is the last one where I stopped and went back to the start when, for, from when we started recording this podcast. Because remember, the reason that we, part of why we started was that I had started a rewatch. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to start a rewatch too. And then I was up to ep- this episode. That makes sense as well that you kind of got up to Halloween train. Like, <laughs> yes. The, it, it makes that makes so much sense yeah wow I, I watched halloween train and then this one and then i stopped and went back and then so listeners from this point forward me being able to recall things that happen may stop happening it is i may forget a lot more going forward which is fun because i might be surprised it's bananas um, how little i remember about the show well and that's what we're here we're here to rediscover it exactly and we have and something else we're rediscovering that um, Toberki is sinister as heck in this episode. Spencer is asking him questions about Mona and the NAT club, and he's deflecting like crazy. Toberki deflect, and then they see Toberki deflect. They see Mona and Jason hug. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question marks. Why would they hug? Why are you hugging the wrestling teacher? I mean, I'd hug him. I mean, I'd, I'd fuck him. I'd fuck him. You know what a hug is? One step away from a fug. Netflix and chill more like hugging and fugging. Let's all fug. 
Fuck is such a good way to not say fuck. That's great. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that. I, I love. Yeah, I, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be humble about this. I. I thought of hug and fuck many years ago, <gasps> and it's time that it had its spotlight, and it's now. Oh my hug and fuck. Hard launch on the pod. Fug. Hug and fuck. <laughs> Fug. My my next one just says that the janitor slash hotel guy mm. has Mona's creepy mask stuff in his office. Ooh. Yes, and Hannah and Emily have gone down to like scope it out, and they're just like stalking him, but talking full volume. And then he's like, "What was that?" And then they're like, <gasps> "I'm like, you guys were talking loudly." So loud. And then they hide behind like a corner, but they're still completely visible. <laughs> yeah. Ezra is annoying. IDK. <laughs> Mine is, is Ezra tries to give Arya a necklace that he got that has something to do with, quote, every marathon he's ever run. And then in capitals, I've written, since when? Yeah, he's like 24 canonically in the show. How many? And we've never heard him talk about running. Exactly. We've never heard of it. We've never seen him running. We've never. What the fuck are you talking about? Maybe we have seen him running, actually. Anyway. I've never seen him run a marathon. Oh, my God. Doubt it. Unlikely story. You've never run a marathon in your goddamn life. You stole that that necklace off someone. Uh, you lying little cuck. You little cuck. That's anyway. That's all I wrote for that. And then when ooh, I actually in my notes I said a leaves, and I meant I guess I meant Aria. <gasps> I wrote a leaves. Oh no no sorry no. Nah, I said a leaves. A, it's a boy hamper. Sorry. <laughs> And you know what? You're still right because A did leave because A had to have been there to drop that off. It's and true. Left, so <laughs> I thought I did. Not some- I thought I did something cool there. Um, and you did. Yeah. So when Arya leaves, says right. an it's a boy like cello, like it's a boy hamper to kind yeah. of coax her into telling him about his son, which I don't care about. <sighs> don't care about. There's a no- note that says like babies, or maybe it's a text says like babies, lies grow bigger. They start talking, but will you? And it's like, shut up. We don't care about the baby. Go away. That's actually a pretty good note from A. It's pretty good. It is. It's a pretty good note, but also. Tell Ezra about the baby. I'm over it. Baby Malcolm. Next, I've written Spoberky run together. Toberky topless. Toberky topless is all caps. He is in fine form at this point. He is in fine form. He looks. He's looking hot. Very fuggable. He's He's. It's giving fug. And he wants to, Toberki wants to fire up Hot Tub. He's like, they're like, hit a PB, personal best. And then he's like, I think we deserve the Hot Tub tonight. And then Spencer like gets distracted by Jason. Yeah. And she goes over and warns him about Mona. And then, whatever. He's like, it's fine. I'm good. Then we go... I, I don't remember where we the are. The brew. But we're at the brew. The brew. Well, of course, we're at the brew. It's, not, it's, it's, the, it's the witching hours. They've got to be either at the brew or at the house or at the grill, maybe. Where's the grill? It's around. Where's the grill? We haven't seen the grill in a while. King Caleb mm. Hottie has stolen the transcripts from the school of, of the interview that Mona had with her parents um, where she told Hannah when she broke into her fucking house that her parents, like, petitioned for her to come back they really want mm. her to go back to school when really they were like she's not ready and she begged oh interesting interesting dot 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 and then and you know what else is interesting 
Well, then Hannah tells Arya to tell Ezra about baby Malcolm, and Arya's now shitty about that. That's also something that happens. S- stupid. And Spoberky in Hot Tub. <laughs> Spoberky in Hot Tub! This... Toberky want to fuck so bad. He, and, uh, he is horned up. And this scene is like, it's very icky. I like, it's a shame. It does really, this would be like a sexy scene if Toberky wasn't in like villain light at the moment, but yes, it's really creepy. I don't like it. Although I, I respect the writers purposely not giving them a chance to fug. Mm. Because he's in villain light, like yes. just before they put the villain light on him, we we see them fug. They and fug. Like, ah, and now it's like he want fug. She not. And she let hear him noise. Fug. He want fug. She hear noise. She hear noise. And they're hot tubbing outside of the time. dark. <laughs> so she's like, I don't want to fug because I heard a rustle in the bushes. <laughs> and he's like, I want to rustle in your bushes. And she's like, I hear noise. And he's like, But I want fug. I want fug. And she's like. She's like, well, you know, classic, of course, he, he want fuck, she hear noise. Yeah. And then he decides to um, drive a skateboarder off the road because <laughs> he's so worked up. And those are gender roles. Yeah. And that's classic gender <laughs> that roles for so you. That is so classic. Um, next, I've written in all caps, by wrong. Arya's asking him if he liked Alison. She's like, what did you think of Alison? And he's like... I like all your friends. Oof. And then she asks him if he spent any real time alone with her, which is a really weird it's question. It's such a weird question. And he's like, uh, no. And then he like walks away and he's watching from the crack in the door. As he should. Honestly, as he should. As he, he should. should but I am, I am proud of Arya for, on her own time, grilling her dad about this, I think. Yeah. She was getting really defensive around everyone. And I'm like, you do sort of have to ask your weird dad. You do. And she did Apple Rose grill her dad at last. She Apple Rose grilled him. House she down, Apple Rose boots. grilled him 901 free at last. I also had a note wow. before King Byron Fish Lips enters the room. I had a note <laughs> just because I like to set up the scene in my notes sometimes. And it's like Aria. So the scene opens with like Aria lying on her like stomach, wistfully just looking at like she's on the bed just looking at Ezra's necklace and I wrote, get a hobby. Because <laughs> I think also when I was a teenager, I would be like, yeah, in TV, girls just like lie on their stomachs on their beds and like wistfully look at objects. And I would try doing that and then I'd get bored and watch Gossip Girl. And I think your your version of, of reality is um, much more accessible and real. Yeah. Or just like farting or some shit. Or just like farting. <laughs> hey, lying down in your stomach, you're going to eventually fart. You're pushing down all the gas. Imagine if Arya was just looking at that necklace but was like, that'd be great. Anyway. That would be better because I, I do associate stinky things with Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next. Every time Arya leaves his apartment, he can finally let out a fart. He's just like. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, okay, next, Mona. Sorry, Colin Ballard just stepped oh aside. Oh my god, yes. Mona invented the apology video. Oh my god, Dale was like the college Colin Ballinger one was crazy. Dale did say he popped in with pudding and then he said that this apology yes. video was like Ashton Milakunas's Ashton Kutcher and Milakunas's <gasps> apology village, video. Oh my god, video. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. But the Mona Colin Ballinger 
We watched that. This is the most random flex or the worst thing I've ever heard. We watched that video on the hotel TV in Florence of Colleen Ballinger doing um, <laughs> Toxic Gossip Train. <laughs> in oh Florence, God. Italy, we watched Toxic Gossip Train. Slay, impo- and that's what you got to do. And that's balance. To be in one of the most beautiful places in the world on a much-earned holiday. And watch. To then watch Toxic something. Toxic Gossip Train. So funny. So Hannah and her grandma are watching, yes, a video that Mona has released. It has 1,600 likes or views. I can't remember. I don't know what platform <laughs> she's released it on, but it's... I don't think Who it's an apology. Is it an apology video? Like, is it an apology video or... It's an apology video, okay. yeah. It's like, I'm sorry for what I've done, but I'm back and I don't want to be alienated and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, she's so brave. And it's like, you forgot that she fucking <laughs> did so many horrible things. Mona Doll, you've done a lot of bad stuff. You've really... You've done some you know, shit. Mona walked so Evan Hansen of Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> could run. <laughs> that is so good. Oh, my God. Um, and then the one of my favourite lines of the whole episode... Um, the sassy grandma is watching it behind Hannah's shoulders. Hannah's watching it on a laptop and she says, that child is more twisted than my toes. And then she also says, Mona may be the best argument we have against human cloning. Incredible. And the the flip that she's done on Mona. First she was comparing oh, yeah. Mona to cousin Heshi and now fuck <laughs> Mona, man. And that's on and that's on Hannah having good instincts. Absolutely. Okay. She gets it from Regina. Um I get it from Regina. Yeah. I get it from Regina. From Lucas Regina. comes over to give Hannah the rest of like the money he owes Caleb, which I forgot about. Um and then Hannah's, <sighs> and he's limping. And he's limping. And Hannah's like, What's going on with, with you and Mona? He says nothing as usual. But He says that he, says, he got the limp skateboarding. Yes. And then tells her that Mona has been sneaking out of, or like had been sneaking out of Radley for a while. For ages. Mona Escape. Mona Escape. And then I had a realisation, and I could be wrong, and I haven't fact-checked this. But is Hannah the only liar with friends outside of the core four? Because I feel like she's got Mona. She's got Lucas. Like, Mm. she's kind of... Arya's got Holden, lol. Oh, um, fucking Holden. Um, Spencer has her nerd friends, I guess. Just that, like, Hannah mm. seems to have this kind of, like, she's a great character in that she has these complicated relationships with Lucas and Mona. And I was like, huh. Yeah. She's sort of that, um, not like loose lips, but she's like a, yeah. She can kind of unravel everything with these relationships. Anyway, that was just something that I'm like, she has more That's friends than everyone else. Now we're at the 10K run that. and Arya's wearing <laughs> punk-style workout clothes. Mm, God. But Caleb is here and he's he just hates Mona and I love how much he hates her. It's And I've written, fun run is happening apparently, dot, dot, dot. Like, Which is why ta- I guess his, Ezra gave the necklace to Arya. I did not pick up on any of that. I was not concentrating during Me the Ezra scene. Me neither, didn't realise they were connected uh, Well, I assume Is that why he gave her the marathon necklace? <sighs> I don't. Hayley, I don't know why he does anything. I don't understand anything. And then Arya asks Caleb about... Because she's thinking about Malcolm, the baby, the child, the eight-year-old, I don't know. 
And she asks, Arya asks Caleb about like, do you wish you met your dad earlier or something? And I'm like, oh my God, embarrass. <sighs> and I can't remember he what he is, says. He says like kind of yes and no. He's like, when I was little, but like I am, I've accepted that this is, you know, I'm happy with who I am mm. now and blah, 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 blah. And he should be. It's a pretty reasonable answer. And he should be because he's hot. He's and hot then and the best thing. Oh my God. In, in the whole episode happens, which is the sassy grandma herself, Regina, our queen, is singing the national anthem. She's singing the national anthem, but she like, takes the microphone and is like, I'm doing this. <laughs> and then someone asks Hannah, why is your grandma singing? And she says, because she can. Because she can. And snaps. Because she absolutely, that's, that's it. That's it. I'm already going to say this because um, our new segment, line of the episode, that is my line of mm. the episode. Yeah. Uh, that I wrote it to, I was like, that is just, because she can. Too. It's so funny. It's so good. It's 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 for me. It's a tie between that and her saying that Mona is the best case we have against human cloning. She should be in every episode. I genuinely, if the show was still on, I would be tweeting. Such a good presence. (laughs) Yeah, she's such like a warm. Every time she like hugs Hannah, I just feel nice. I like need. Yeah, me too. Need more of that. Anyway, Hannah, Arya, and Spencer plan to. Also, by the way, Emily's stuck at home. She's somewhere. Hannah, Arya, and Spencer plan to like go off track and go to the school so they can look in the janitor's office. Yes. And also Hannah reveals that she thinks Mona was on the Halloween train because she was escaping Radley. Ooh. Oh, true. Yes. Which is That's like, important. And yeah. then also Emily sneakily like turns off the house alarms like, fuck this. I'm sneaking out and breaking out. Dumb cunt move. Even though like Dumb good cunt- move, but just like they're protecting you, Emily. Fuck. I know. Dumb cunts are us alert moment. Okay. <laughs> um, next we have, oh, God. The girlies. Burp. One sec. Freeze for burp. Thank you. The girlies have broken into the janitor office. The janitor's office at school mm-hmm. and Mona's stuff is gone, which is scary. It's and he scary. was writing letters to Mona in what he thought was her diary that was there, but it wasn't. It was actually Allison's, and they find that there, and it's like he was using Let that. this woman rest. Let Allison De Laurentiis rest. <sighs> De Laurentiis. No, De Laurentiis. I loved no. it. I, I Thank you. It's, keep it in. I will, because you know what? They're not all winners, and we need, to, we need to show you that we're human too, and sometimes we make mistakes, just like Hannah Montana said. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days, and... Everyone knows what, what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so they find a page of Ali's diary that talks about how yes. she was blackmailing Byron about Meredith and Ali had no place in Byron's business. I know we Fucking are like bitch. half ironic, half unironic staunch defenders of King by wrong. <laughs> and he did the wrong thing. And I get that. But truly get out of grown folks' business, Ali. Get out of his office, okay? Get out of his swamp. By wrong, Mr. King Fishlips himself is a good enough man <laughs> to figure this shit out without a 12-year-old? A, a How old is she? They're 14. Behaving like she's 47, threatening him. 
Yeah. She calls the Montgomery House, like she's in his office threatening him. This is an all in a flashback. And calls the Montgomery House to tell Ella. And it rings a thousand times. And then he snatches her Motorola razor right out her goddamn hands. Every Alley flashback, I feel like recently, is like her doing something fully aggressive, like, mm-hmm. and then being so shocked and scared when the person responds aggressively. And like in her, I, I understand it. that, like, Byron's an adult man and she is like I understand that yes she should be like she's allowed to be scared of that but more just like yes it's so annoying every time I'm like what did you think he was gonna do like what what did you think was gonna happen when you were so aggressive and threatening someone yeah I don't she like flies so close to the sun and then is like what the hell a consequence expectations exactly I find these Ali Byron scenes like so hard to watch it is me too they really stress me out. It's spooky. It's spooky. Um, and then you know what else is spooky? They <laughs> run into the janitor himself. <gasps> and he snatches the page from the diary off the girls. And then they like snatch it back. And then Toby appears. Toberky. Like, cool. Toberky show up in the nick of time, of course, and like saves them. Toberky show up. And they're like, we're so glad you appeared. And it's like, dot, 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 are you? Should you mm. be? Hmm? And then we hear screams. Finally screams. Because there's a fire at the school. There is a fire at the school. One of the little booths at the fun run has caught a flame. And then you see it and you see people being like, Mona, Mona. And it's like, oh, God, is is Mona in the fire? But then we hear that Meredith <gasps> is hurt in the fire. Meredith was harmed. Mm. Serves her right, I see. Sometime betwixt all this... Um, I just have a note that's Woof Wayne Fields is hot in this army tea. Okay, he's not just hot. He is good. He's he, incredible. This, this is a direct quote. He says to Emily, once he like catches her out for sneaking out. I nearly wrote this down. He says, maybe we should stop fighting about why I'm not letting you out and talk about why you're not letting me in. Therapist prom <sighs> moment. Father of the year, big prom. Therapist prom. Like. Ooh. Fug and hell. That it, it was gorgeous. <laughs> Fug and hell, the house down. Another condenser for it's not a line of the episode, but it's 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 up there. They talk about loss. Mm. And he's talking about how obviously he's lost a lot of people being army. He's army. He's army. Mm-hmm. And it's just slay. It's just it's it just is. father of the year. He's so slay. Like it is. Okay. He's such a good dad. And then you know what's kind of on the other spectrum of, of fathering, um, <laughs> even though he, we do support and love everything he does, even we when it's by wrong. We blindly support by wrong, okay? We blindly okay? support him. Because someone's got to. He has no flaws. He doesn't need to take any accountability for his actions. Look at this. Think, think of it this way. Imagine being Chad Lowe <laughs> when Rob Lowe exists, okay? Yeah. And if, Chad, if you ever hear this, Obviously, you are perfect as you are. There is no comparison. We are obsessed with you. We are gagging to have you on the pod. Every human being is equally amazing and special and unique Mm -hmm. and everyone deserves to be loved in their place. But I would imagine being Rob Lowe's brother, not the easiest of feats, okay? No. So I say let's give Chad, therefore Byron, his moment and support him even though he is now accusing Arya of setting Meredith on fire, okay? We will blindly support him through this time. <laughs> we will not be taking any questions. That is our PR statement. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is our apology video. Please respect our privacy at this time. 
Okay, he hands Arya a note that like in that Meredith was given by some random student. And or it is written in teenage girl handwriting. The, the art department did a good job. They did a really good they did a really good job. There's the art department and then Ezra's the fart department. <gasps> oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. Um yeah, he, he thinks the girls planned this all together and did this to Meredith and she's like, What the hell? I didn't do this. And it's, it's sad because we know that they didn't do it, but also you understand why Byron would think that they did. Yeah. Although, fuck you, Meredith. Glad that you're having a hard time. Sorry. Sozdol. Have fun. Repent. Healing. Then, Have fun healing. I don't know about you, but my next note is Jason on porch and he's watching mozzies get killed in the little he, like mosquito like zapper, zapper the bug thing. zapper he's literally just sitting in silence <laughs> watching. with a beer on his porch like a man in his 70s who's widowed like he's just silent i'm like man you're like 26 i can fix him get a podcast get some music on yeah. Haley, you can fix him <laughs> i can fix him no one can fix him better than you i can fix him but you know who else can fix him Mona, Mona, because she's here helping him with a wound, which begs us to think dot 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 wound Halloween train stabbing inside box dot 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 Jason question mark makes you think makes you stink. Ezra fart. Aria calls. Spe- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aria calls Spencer as well, and she's like, "A has set us up." Yada yada yada, and Byron <sighs> has heard it. And he listens. He li- Byron and Byron listen. Byron listens. So he now he knows. A. He knows the the letter. A. A. Dot dot dot. What does it mean? Who knows? Next, finally, there's an A scene where a black hoodie A loosens someone's bike wheel, and then a, a, <laughs> a random, random guy man. puts a book in his bag, and then we hear him fall off his bike, and he's like. And maybe he dies. We don't know what happened. In this life, maybe we all die. Maybe. And maybe that's what A was trying to say. And if this is how we have to go out, then that's your luck of the draw, unfortunately, to be (laughs) de-wheeled at Rosewood High in a random act of insanity. Chaos, violence. This is chaos magic, Wanda. And Wanda is A. Specific reference. Next, nothing, because that's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, what do you have? That's We get a spinoff of the guy who <laughs> fell off his bike. We get like a Three's Company spinoff with, with the, the cousin, Hachi, what's his name? Heshi. Heshi. Heshi, the guy on the bike, and Grandma Marin. Oh, please. Oh, I would. Happen? Oh, I'd watch that. Let's mm. go. Hayley, okay. what an episode. Incredible. Do we have any ep- trivia? I have no trivia. I have no goofs. But I do mm. have some segments, some seggies, mm. some seg rolls for Ash and I to yum, yum, yum. break down the episode a little bit with some mm. awards for everyone. Um, we explain these a little bit on our Instagram. So head over to call.and.adult on Instagram and check our first pinned post. Um, it is there. Get it. I made it on Canva. Please like it. <laughs> okay. Who is the hottest adult of this episode? It's Wayne Fields. It's Wayne Fields. And Regina. No contest. No question. Yeah. It's Wayne, Wayne- Fields. Like Wayne Fields made me feel things. Oh, yeah. 
made me feels things. Ooh, made Thank me, you. Oh my god, <laughs> merch idea. Wayne, well, in my fields. Oh, oh my god, well, you're on it's... fire. This is crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm bringing it all back from that one flop from before. <laughs> <laughs> what is the yikes of the episode? Hmm. What is the yikes? Of this um, episode? I think it's Toberki. Oh. Being a little aggressive in hot tub. It is hot tub. It is. I feel like there was probably more like sinister, like sinister yikeses, but that was the one that did make me kind of yikesy and like icky. And, and I and I guess snatching the phone in the Allison flashback yes. by our king by wrong. That whole scene was a yikes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who gets a buttercream from us, Daddy Hastings? <sighs> I say. Emily for sneaking out, even though she shouldn't. I get it. I agree. I do think. I also think Wayne should get one. I was just about to say that. I also think Queen Regina should get a buttercream for singing her goddamn heart out. And she can have a throat coat as well. She can have a throat coat tea afterwards so that she just feels. Um, And I hope Mrs. Grizzuti is having a buttercream on her holiday wherever (laughs) she is. (laughs) Now that Meredith is teaching. I hope she's gone on a holiday to the buttercream factory. Yeah. I think Mrs. Grizzuti would. Yeah, I think so. It's too. summer in Pennsylvania. There's like a buttercream factory and it's a good like kind of <laughs> tourist attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Phillip Island chocolatery. Look it up, everyone. Look it up. Go see the penguins, why don't you? <laughs> and I'm not talking my mum. <laughs> Go see Carl. Call back. <laughs> Who needs to wait? For Crazy Bread, this is inspired by the time in season one when Noel Kahn is just really hanging out for his Crazy Bread to arrive. And I, we found that funny. Who needs to wait for Crazy Bread? Mona. Mona uh, just being at the house in the middle of the night, her apology video, everything she's doing. Calm down. Knife in the whole school hallway. <laughs> it, she's very, she's Crazy Bread. Whoa, 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 whoa. Most episodes. She is cra- more Crazy Bread in this episode than all her Radley episodes. Like she is. Yeah, yeah. She's crazy bread. She's crazy bread. And she needs to wait for it. What gave us a hard cover? What made us er erect? Hmm. Topless Toe Burke was pretty hard. Yeah. I will say. Here's my hard cover. Topless Toe Burkey. My soft cover is Toe Burkey and Hot Tub being weird. Yeah. Like they were the feelings I felt. My soft cover is, is Ezra... And his stupid marathon shit. I don't care. I don't want to know. Stop farting, you stinky ass man. <laughs> I love this. I bet when he runs, little bits of air just come out. I do love this new bit that it's <laughs> just farting and he stinks. He's gassy. And, and Arya's like, that's just what like men are like. Yeah, she thinks that all men are like have really bad IBS. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. When Ezra has like undiagnosed Crohn's and he won't do anything about it because he loves. No, we can't make it something where we feel where we feel bad for him. No, he's just farting. We can't, we can't empathize for him. Okay, he's just so no, no medical condition. He just is gassy. He's there just tooting. He's just tootin'. nothing wrong with it. He's just farting all the time. And his apartment stinks. Stinks like shit. Who gets a <laughs> wine from Byron? Regina. Regina, absolutely. <laughs> Regina, she can have whatever she wants, a mm. Moscato, a Riesling. I don't know what her drop is, mm. but I'll have a wine a Merlot. with her. Mm. I do think that um, Wayne Fields deserves a wine 
for just all his yes. hard work and he's just trying. And Byron also deserves a wine for just having to deal with Ali, even though he did do bad things. Yeah, but you know what? Alice and I would argue being born was a bad thing. So, yep. and if that's too far, sorry, I hate Alice. She is so much. She is insufferable. Ugh. It's a nah from Wabra when it comes to Allison. And then the line of the episode, I think we both yes, agreed was, why is your grandma singing the national anthem? Because she can. Absolutely. And that's it. And that is this ep. This has been so much fun, Henry. Oh. I absolutely love you. I love you, Ash. And I love our listeners. Thank you for coming on the journey as love always. Love you, everyone. You are the best. You are all the opposite of Ezra's asshole. Yeah. You all smell so good and you have no gas. Oh. And when you do Just fart, it smells amazing. Love. Everyone's like, what I've perfume smelled- is that? You're like, it's fart. Just like Mona breaks into people's houses in the middle of the night, I've broken into every single one of your houses and smelled your little bums while you've been asleep. And they all smell beautiful. So keep up the good work. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, just like Mona breaks into houses, you guys break wind. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> that also is true. But Ash has smelled <laughs> your assholes. I've smelled your ass. You too, Haley. Everyone's, <gasps> everyone's doing great. Oh my God. Yay. Everyone's hole is fresh. So that's all I you're want. Doing what you're doing. And just always wipe properly and continue to do what you do. Always wipe properly and don't forget, close, to close your, damn your damn blinds. blinds. Right? Okay. It could be said that windows are the asshole of the house. Yes. And A is always crawling in there if you're not closing your damn blinds. And you don't want A crawling in your asshole. I you don't. Also, you need to keep out the bad smells, keep in the good yep. smells. Yep, yep, yep. You know? So we want to close them. So close your damn blinds. Make the farts that are happening in your life positive. This is all, everything's farts now. Jesus. Oh, it's the theme of the yet. I think it's what the writers wanted. It, it is. They, they really asked for it. What a fantastic episode. <laughs> Ash, thank you for the journey. I've had so many laughs today. Oh, ha ha he he. He ha ha. Thank you. Ooh. Thank you. We love you all, everyone, and we'll see you very soon. We love you so much. Have an amazing week or weekend or day, whatever time period you are in. Have a good one. Have a good one, you silly sausages. Ah. Ah. Toberky. Toberky and hot tub. Ah. Ezra's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Call an Adult. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at call.an.adult as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Hayley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget, shut, shut your, your damn blinds! blinds. See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.